Welcome back to Call Me By Your Game, the podcast where I, your host, bring on a guest to call me by their game. I've never introduced it that way, but I guess that's probably the way to, to say it that makes the most sense. But I bring a guest on every episode to hear from them about a meaningful video game uh, from their past. On the show, you'll know we talk as much about what made playing that game fun and special and memorable to our guest as we will. Uh, discuss the context of when they had this meaningful time with it. Uh, normally, we just have someone uh, to come on to talk about, you know, like one game in a series. Today, we're doing something that we've done once before and sort of uh, sort of twice, actually. We're going to hear from someone about a series that means a lot to them. Um, but a little bit of housekeeping before we get into it is that uh, we're all over social media. So go ahead and uh, find us there. Give us a follow and uh, interact with us. We're on Instagram at call me by your game pod and we're on Twitter at call me by your game. And there's just one Y on the Twitter URL. Um, and there you can see what episodes we have coming out every Wednesday, the bonus episodes that we have come out uh, the third Tuesday of every month on the Patreon. You can learn about um, our guests, how to support them, what they're up to and see the just gorgeous art that I make in Photoshop every week. Um, and uh, those links and everything else that I plug today and our guest plugs, uh, there's going to be a link in the show notes. So you don't have to even search it. You can if it's easier, but you can just click the link on your podcast player wherever you are. Uh, you can also support the show by leaving us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. Uh, I'm I'm really partial to a five-star review, I'll be honest with you. I know some people are fans of the fours. I love a five. So if you leave a positive review, uh, I'll read it on the show. And if you leave it somewhere other than Apple Podcasts, I'll read that too if you send it to me because I can't actually see those. So if you leave one on Spotify or a Google Podcast, wherever you get yours, uh, DM me on social media uh, or the show and I'd be happy to read it for you. Uh, you can also share the show with a friend, whether they love video games in general, the series we're talking about today, or even the specific game that our, our guest has brought on. Uh, you can check us out on Discord if you're a fan of the show and you want to be in on the wonderful conversations, the lovely, cool, respectful crew we have over there. Uh, there's a link in the show notes, or you can DM me. And lastly, you can check us out on Patreon. We're over at patreon.com slash super NPC radio. And there uh, is where we host our entire video game podcast network called Super NPC Radio. Uh, it was started by me and producer of the show, Jeremy Schmidt. Uh, there you can find the monthly uh, Call Me By Your Game co-op episodes where I do a thorough discussion with a group of friends about a meaningful game to uh, the crew of us. Um, those are at the $10 DJ Toad tier. Uh, most recently, we did Mother 3 that just came out uh, last week. If you're listening to this the day it comes out, uh, we have uh, coming for the month of February, Kirby and the Forgotten Land. And then for March, we have Half-Life, uh, the original Half-Life. So uh, there's a lot that's fun there. Um, I'll probably talk about that more later, but that's it for the housekeeping for the show. And I can finally introduce our guest for today's episode. Please welcome to the microphone, Nikhil Deshpande. What's up, Connor? Oh, you know, my friend, so gosh darn much. Uh, but how about you? What's going on? Um, oh, man, what's going on? Uh, not too much. It's like been a been pretty routine i guess it's been good to see uh you more and more now that uh kind of shows are back and i get yeah. to go out and see all of my friends post post covid so it's been good good i'm i'm glad to hear it uh and i'm so happy to have you on the show and it, yeah it's been so good to you know see you and other people 
that we used to sort of circle each other for a long time. And then now we're able to just, people are popping into your life more. So it's great. Um, I'm really excited that you're here today. Uh, I know you, you know, as if the listener couldn't already guess, like I know the majority of uh, the guests on the show through the Los Angeles improv community, namely around the UCB theater. Um, but who is this man of mystery? What do you want to share about yourself? Uh, the floor is yours. Oh, man. Um, where do I start? I, I guess. Yeah. So start I start with your salary. That's really a place a lot of people like to start. <laughs> Um, I, uh, so I started doing improv in 2016. That's when I met like all of you guys. I mean, I, I think like the majority of people out in LA, um, I moved here from Wisconsin, but a lot of people just moved here from wherever. Oh, uh, fun. Yeah. Just writer. Uh, and then I moved out here to do like writing and acting and then just fell pretty hard into improv hey so it's a common story my friend <laughs> I know, it's, just, it's just addicting it's like that mm-hmm. immediate validation that absolutely want from writing and acting but um you know you just go on stage and then people laugh and you're like all right I think I'm I feel really good right now yeah totally <laughs> yeah so so did that and still obviously perform and and write and all of that stuff um yeah uh and then I the the I was like really excited when you asked me to do this podcast, but I'm also amongst my friends known as very much not a gamer. So <laughs> it's, it's kind of like a it's interesting that I'm on this podcast because, yes. and you'll see once I introduce the game that I brought, I think all the listeners will be like, "Oh yeah, he's not a gamer." The, <laughs> game, the game that he brought is the least gamer game uh, I think you can bring. So but I'm excited to represent all the non-gamers on this show. Hey, you know what? Some might even say you're a voice for the non-gamers today, Nikhil. Yeah, that's right. Bears a lot of responsibility, but I've got faith you're going to hold the crown well. Oh, they're going to be chanting my name, all of the non-gamers. Yeah, as maybe even as they're listening. Um, I'm I'm so excited to have you on. I think one thing, if I can uh, pat myself on the back, or the show on the back, really, uh, one thing that I really enjoy about this show is that you don't need to be a gamer to be on it or to guest. Uh, in fact, I would say a lot of the time these episodes are a little more can be more interesting or at least not what you expect, because um, there are plenty of people like me who have a problem. And by problem, I mean addiction to video games and love them and have not just made them a part of their life professional career but a fraction of their personality. Uh, like I think a lot of people, especially now post pandemic are like, Oh yeah, that's Connor. He's the, he's one of the comedy video game guys. <laughs> um, so all that, that, that was a little long winded, all that to say, I'm super stoked to have you on uh, uh, not just as the voice for the non gamers, but because these are, these are fun. And sometimes I don't, I, there's a lot less than I can expect. So thanks for being here. Oh, of course. Yeah. There's, I mean, look, there's video games are just a, it's impossible to like fully escape them. And so yeah, uh, when you kind of told me the premise of the show, I was like, well, I, I have stories around video games because yes. all of my friends play video games. Like growing up, I was the weird one that I wasn't enjoying the video games <laughs> else. Um, but it doesn't mean that like it wasn't a part of my life. Sure. Anymore. Like other people, I guess. Ah, 
I love that. Uh, that's getting me even more excited to, you know, hear whatever you plan to share today or, or what organically comes up. I love to unlock memories on the show. So you never know. Um, uh, well, thanks for sharing a little bit about yourself. Um, there's, if, if you, can we plug your, uh, your podcast that is still out there somewhere in the feeds, uh, that was like what some of the most fun I had guesting on a podcast. Yeah. I mean, if you, so the podcast was called reality bits and it was me and Jeremy Schmidt, who obviously people listen to the show would know, but we we did this podcast pre-pandemic. It was years ago. I don't know, like 2018, we probably started it, something like that. Um, premise was Jeremy and I are reality TV show executives, and we bring on an improviser to pitch us a reality show. And uh, it was some of the most fun I've ever had, too. <laughs> Just pure, like... I mean, a lot of our friends are just insane in a very, very fun way. And that's uh, to to just let them like do that for an hour is so much fun. Um, so I miss that show. Maybe it'll come back. I don't know. A little tease. I I I say a tease, but there's no <laughs> we haven't we haven't uh, put anything set in stone that it's coming back. I just want it to come back. Yes. And um, the second. Jeremy and I both find time to bring it back. I think we will, but you know, I don't know exactly when that's going to happen. Hey, well, there's, there is definitely such a thing as to, you know, manifesting what you want in the world. So this is maybe we're doing a little bit of manifesting here. Um, that podcast. Just calling Jeremy. That's, <laughs> that's how I would manifest hmm. it. Um, yes. So there is a very direct way for me to do this. I just have to do that. Yes, a tangible way of taking action. Um, yeah, I love that. Yeah, it was such a fun show. Um, I it was really fun to you know come on as like a character to pitch a reality show. I think mine my episodes out there somewhere if the listeners want to find it. But it it was something like I don't know if I was a youth pastor. But or was like a worship pastor, but I was pitching like a sort of Friday Night Lights worship show, something like that. Yeah, um, I do remember that because uh, I believe we had two two religious figures. On yes, that. I think you were one of them. Um, yeah, I think the fun thing about that is like people come in with this is probably what the show is like too is people come in with a, a premise or like an idea, but it it's never. It, it never stays on that for too long. Like, yeah. It, the idea gets blown out and Jeremy and I both played characters that had very, I mean, things would just come up in like the, the little preamble thing we would do at the beginning that, that infused whatever the idea was. And so yes. um, that's what made it fun is like, it was a youth pastor doing Friday night light stuff, but I can't imagine that was the idea for too long. It very quickly probably became something else. Yeah. Uh, That's, it's just fun to like go down those roads with, with people. So much fun. Um, well, thank you for letting me, you know, bring up the, your, your show that is uh, on hiatus as we'll call it reality bits. Uh, it's out there. If anyone wants to check it out um, on iTunes, uh, I say wherever you get your podcast, but that's just because I hear that on other podcasts. Yes. I don't know where to get this, but I bet, I'm pretty sure it's on iTunes. I know I, it's on I bet that. he put it out on like Spotify as well would be my guess. Sure. Um, yeah. Also, but, iTunes isn't a thing. Any, I'm realizing it's Apple Podcasts. That's yeah. 
Um, so that's how long I've been out of the podcast. <laughs> I call it iTunes. Yes. Uh, you're, we're showing your podcast age. Um, well, thank you for sharing about yourself, Nikhil. Um, before we get into your general history with video games, you brought on something to share with us today, a game. So will you do me a favor and call me by your game? Yeah, my game is Madden 25. I love it. Um, and as Nikhil's already uh, told me, and we're, I'm sure it's going to come up a bunch during the show, we're going to be talking, of course, about Madden 25, but uh, seemingly a, a lot of the series, right? Yeah, I mean, cool. the famously, the thing that everybody says about Madden is it doesn't really change year to year. It's just like a roster update. Yeah. True in, in, a, in a way, but I'll... I'll defend it later in the show because I think there are they do make they, they make a little effort, I think. Yeah. Uh, but it is mostly a roster update. But 25 I had for the longest. Like I still have it, but my Xbox doesn't work anymore. So uh I can't play it, which is sad. But it's the game that I played the longest in the Madden series. So okay, that's sweet. I love it. Uh, well, I'm really excited to hear from you about, you know, all things Madden, including Madden 25 in a little bit. Um, but before we do that, I want to talk about your general history with gaming and maybe some other stories that we were uh, almost hinting at earlier could come up. But do you I mean, you said earlier, like I was never like the big gamer, but do you remember like a, a formative moment early on with games, whether you took an interest in it or it was like, I remember being at a friend's house and they were playing this, this, and that. Yes. So I remember um, when I was young, like my first system was N64. Sick. Um, and that one, I kind of, it to me, it like never got really better than that because a lot of the games that were made for it were were up my alley. Like yeah. the Mario Party games and like any Ooh. of those kind of fun arcade It's not even arcade really, but it's like, it's like fun little challenges and it's not as like in depth, I guess. Um, but I remember I, I realized that like, I'm not much of a gamer when all of my friends started playing like, like Zelda, they loved Zelda. Yeah. And I, I was like, I don't get this. I don't get what you like. <laughs> And then that never changed. Like Halo was a huge one where we would do like, um land parties i think they were i was just invited yes. things but all i did was i would like i would get on the mic and <laughs> like the xbox mic and i would just like like comment like be be like an announcer for the thing like, <laughs> sing songs and stuff just a, based on like what's happening yes but i would never play because i wasn't i wasn't into it at all so i would just like find a way to make my own fun and just wait it out until my friends are ready to play sports again and then i would just go <laughs> do that with them i love it uh that announcer thing is hilarious uh to me not just of the specific choice um but also i'm sure they could have been playing i mean i guess if they were playing against each other yeah that was perfect but i'm imagining someone doing that on like xbox live too and it's like like shut up we're playing right now oh dude totally i mean because they so to be clear, they didn't all love it. Uh, I just <laughs> they weren't all cheering. No, 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 they weren't all cheering, being like, "Hey, let's play Halo," so Nikhil can can uh, <laughs> pretend to be an announcer. It was just that I needed something to do. Like I would um, I would just like start singing like songs based on what's happening. Like it was just things to keep myself yes 
did. Um, cause they, those things go for a while. Nobody plays Halo for like 20 minutes. It is like hours and multiple games. And so I was like, all right, I, I gotta find a way to, to stay interested. Yes. Uh, I, gosh, there's something so funny about that to me. Uh, just my, just continuing to entertain yourself, um, and making it work for you. Uh, awesome. That's re- that's really fun. Where did you, where did your like, what other like gaming things do you remember uh maybe moving forward in time um well you what was was did you you had an n64 did you have early football or any other sports games on that console sorry to cut you off oh i had yes i had um uh nba showtime oh sick um did you ever play that game no but i know the cover of it oh it's great that game i think it's called show yeah i'm pretty sure it's showtime that game is awesome. That game is so much fun. It's sort of like um like NFL Blitz if you ever played that. Oh yeah. It's like kind of it is a sports game and it is like cuz they it, they're playing the sport in it, but it's very much not an actual representation of what the game is. Yes. Like it's it but those games are so much fun and we we would play those throughout college too. Um uh so we'd have like Oh, Mario Tennis, too. Sort of oh, speaking. dude. Perfect hybrid between the thing that I loved in the pat, like the Mario Party type games, and then a sports game. Um, what else? I mean, there was like rock band, dude. So in, in college, we had this house, and in uh I love I love rock band. We had like the whole Hell set yeah. the guitars, the drum, the singer, like everything. And we so we never got noise complaints for parties that we threw, but we we got consistent noise complaints <laughs> for rock band on like <laughs> night, which under it's understandable, but like that was the the only thing the police in the area knew us for was that we we were the rock band house. That's so <laughs> they're like we we would rather you guys get trashed and get complaints and there be underage drinking here. Yeah, throw a party, do some normal shit. Yeah. Oh, that's so funny. Did you go to school in Wisconsin as well? I did. Yeah. I went to the university was like Wisconsin, Madison, um, like the university of Wisconsin Badgers, right? Yep. Badgers, go, big party school. Go Badgers. Oh yeah. Go Badgers. Um, did, where, where did you go to college? I went to a small Christian school out here called Azusa Pacific university. They oh, have, okay, there's yeah. like embarrassing billboards, uh, around town I've that seen, you'll see. Yeah. I've seen them. But, uh, I do, you know, I grew up a huge sports fan as well. Jeez. And so um, then I uh, I would often, like, bec- even though I didn't go to a big college, I still rooted for, uh, I still followed college football and basketball super close. Um, and But actually, I, I actually root for the University of Illinois because my family is from the St. Louis area. Mm, okay. Yeah. But That's- I have, like, it's some, I like them, but I'm, I'm really not passionate so i don't have with the exception of like ohio state and maybe purdue i really don't hate any other teams in the conference if anything i like to see like wisconsin uh and like indiana do well yeah i mean i feel like that's being an illinois fan without being like an illinois fan has got to be really tough because they're not like a they've not been great at any sport really like yeah basketball like i don't know i guess they were okay at football this year but it's true though they until the last like three years 
um, they had like a run of like seven years of missing the tournament and they were a basketball school. So, and the football also bad, but this year was like, okay. Um, but, uh, they're, they're like a good team. Like they could, they'll make the tournament, I think this year, but they're, so it's improvement over the previous, like eight years or so, but they used to be like, like, I remember being in junior high and watching them lose the national championship to North Carolina. Um, didn't really get better after that. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's just tough. Like I applaud you for being a fan of a team that hasn't had a ton of success. Cause yeah, that thank you. like, if you, if you were born into it and you've done that your whole life, that's like a different thing, but it sounds like you sort of adopted it a little bit later. Yeah, like, definitely. I, I don't think I could do it. Yeah. It's, uh, and it's probably why, like, you know, there have been periods in my life where I've been really passionate about Illinois sports, uh, but the university of Illinois that is, but, uh, now I'm more of like a casual, like if they're on or there's a big game, I'll try to catch it. But I'm, I probably watch more like my old roommate is a Kansas Jayhawks alumni and fan. Oh, I yeah. definitely watch more like KU games than Illinois. Also they're on national TV all the time. They're always so. on. Yeah. They're always good They're Did they win the tournament this year? I can't They remember. won it. They, they did. did. Finally. Every year they, they're like a top four team and then they find a way to lose in like the sweet 16 or the elite eight. Yes. Um, at least that's my impression of it. Oh, but- yeah. they. I think they had like a Final Four appearance the last few years. But yeah, last year they finally sealed the deal. And yeah, he was so stoked. And my turns out my girlfriend is an alumni of the University of Georgia. And so their football teams won two years in a row. Oh, yeah. So the lesson here, folks, is I'm good luck. So Nikhil, good things are coming to Wisconsin. I love it. All right. We need some, uh, I'm a big Packers fan and I, uh, we're in a little bit of turmoil. Right <laughs> yeah. Good luck. Good luck with that. <laughs> I wonder if the audience of the show is just like, they're talking about sports. That is not the point of this. There's, <laughs> you know what? It's, it's either sports or like improv and comedy where I'll nerd out with people. Uh, that's when yeah. it's not video games. So I'm sure they're, they're th- honestly, they're thrilled. They're, they've been waiting for the sports talk. Good. All right. I love it. Um, but uh, anyway, that all stemmed from me asking you about what college you went to from the rock band story. Um, oh, yeah. That's that's incredible. Maybe like um, you lived well, you lived with uh, you lived with Brian Rainstein, right? I did. Yeah. For, former guest of the show about a year ago was a guest. Uh, did you any any like Brian gaming experiences that come to mind that you want to share? Hmm. Um. So, well, Brian's a big pokemon guy Big so pokemon guy and he just got to go to japan he what he was just in japan he was just in yeah he just i'm actually seeing him tonight coincidentally though oh. uh, we're gonna play a little tennis but um he so he would play a lot on his switch he would play yes. like games um so my experience with that was being on the couch doing something else while he played pokemon nice um, but we would play what video games would we play together? Um I guess it would be on the Switch. We played like either Mario Kart occasionally or yeah. um I I've been trying to get him into another game that true gamers will hate is PGA 2021, which is a golf Ooh. game. Very fun. And it's one of those games where I get it's it's the closest I think I've come to 
to people talking about like playing a video game for like six hours or yes. something, just locked into it. I can do that with PGA where it, it's just, it's like, you just read the same kind of handful of things for every shot. Mm-hmm. And then you just get in this place of like knowing exactly what you need to do. And the next time you look at the clock, it's, it's like two hours later or something. Yes. You know? Right. So I don't know how that happened. Um, but I, I played that game with him. And then was that on this his switch or do you have a console now that you play Madden and stuff on? So I have, so that was on his, I bought that for him for his birthday. So I could play. That's that's like <laughs> such like a, that's like such like a junior high friend move. I love that. Totally. It was, <laughs> um, I did the same thing with, uh, I got him a Phoebe Bridgers album. Sick like a record player and i was like I, this is, he's a big fan but i was like I, this is just so i can listen to it like you you've probably heard this album a million times on your phone yeah oh man it's great yeah um, but hey, where i was were we, what were we talking about? oh i i asked you if you have a console oh that's right um so yes i do have a, a currently not working xbox i think it might just be the controller that's not working now so there's a an xbox 360 yeah there's a chance i can get it going and start playing madden again um but i haven't done that hey well it's 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 there if you, if you ever want to it's sitting there waiting for you i'll I'll have to buy a new it's just like do i want to test it out by buying a new controller and then find yeah out? you should well Hey, you should borrow one from me at some point if you want to, because I have a few that spares. A, a perfect solution that I yes. didn't think about is just borrowing somebody else's controller. Yes, but hey, who knows who has like a 360 lying around still? Uh, well, I'll tell you, I do. So, so at some point, we'll have to make that happen. Like this is where I overlap with true gamers. Is like I still have a 360, and so do they, but for <laughs> very different reasons. Yes. They like, like, oh, are you into retro games? Uh, it's like no yeah, yeah exactly and i'm just like this is this is the new shit right that's that's so good um uh well Nikhil, before we move on is there anything about your history with games outside of uh madden uh that you uh haven't gotten to share that you'd like to before we move on um anything with my history no i would i, I feel like we touched on it. i mean my cool. my history of it has really been I've had tons of friends who love video games and it's always been a part of my life in some way. And uh, if I didn't enjoy playing the game, I would just find a way to, to make it fun for myself. And, and like Madden is one of the few games where I think I had a great time playing it. And then there was also a lot of fun around it. So yes, to talk about both of those things, once we start doing that. I love it. Well, uh, we're going to go ahead and take a quick break then. And then when we come back, we'll do exactly that. So, Nikhil, I'll see you on the other side. EA Sports to the game. Welcome back to Call Me By Your Game. Of course, here with Nikhil Deshpande to discuss his time with the Madden series in general, but we're going to do a little bit of highlighting of Madden 25. Nikhil, welcome back. Thank you. It's a great break. What a good break. Uh, Exactly what the doctor ordered. 
Um, before we get into your personal history with the game and series, I am going to uh, just set the table for the listener. I think they probably know what Madden is, um, but I'm just going to share just a little bit of a, basically like a Wikipedia intro article about Madden 25. Sweet. Um, so here I go. Feel free to share if you have anything to add, by all means. Um, otherwise, I'll just monologue for a little bit. Um, but here I go. Madden NFL 25 is an American football sports video game based on the National Football League, if you could have guessed, and published by EA Sports. Uh, it's in the game. Uh, it was released for the PlayStation 3 and Xbox 360 in August 2013. Instead of numbering it Madden NFL 14 with the year, like in previous versions, the 25 in the title refers to the 25th anniversary of the Madden NFL series. The eighth generation console versions of Madden NFL 25 are the very first games to run on EA Sports Ignite game engine. However, the seventh generation versions still run on EA's previous game engine, Impact. So the seventh generation being PS3, Xbox 360, and the uh, eighth generation being PS4, Xbox One. Um, the so wait, I can, play, I can play Madden 25 on Xbox One? Uh, it looks like it, my friend. What? That's actually so crazy. I didn't know that. That's awesome. Yeah. That, it, like these games are getting obsolete, right? Because you can't play them on the next console. That used to be a thing that. Uh, yeah. Like I'm sure. I actually, the Xbox, I will say Microsoft does a really good job about backwards compatibility. So if your console has a disk drive, then it should be able to play. There's some exceptions, but it should be able to play these old games. Really? Yes. This is this is a reason to maybe get an Xbox One. The only other reason I do it is for that PGA game. Yes. Oh yeah. <laughs> like um, I have to get it at the right price. I mean, you games. probably could get like a reasonably priced because that's now the last generation. So yeah. or the previous one. So um, but yeah, it's out there for you. Um, um anyway, uh the this seventh generation versions uh featured former Detroit Lions running back Barry Sanders on the cover while the ones for the ps4 and xbox one uh featured minnesota vikings running back adrian peterson uh and were released as launch titles for the ps4 and xbox one in november 2013 um that's just some like basic uh information about this edition of the game um as far as the Nikhil, if you want to with me i want to expand on madden a little bit um listeners are probably aware but it's a it is what is described as a simulation uh, style sports games. I feel like there's there's sort of two big buckets that sports games tend to fall under, and that's arcade and simulation. And simulation, when that word is used, it's describing a game that's trying to simulate the actual the experience of playing the game as close as they as realistic and as close as they can make it. Um, uh, games like this would also be like MLB The Show, NBA 2K. More arcadey versions of games are like NFL Blitz, Super Mega Baseball, even though that has some sim elements. Um, so uh, that's a thing. Every year in the series, there's a different player on the cover. Unless, I mean, do you know, has a player ever repeated multiple years? I don't think so. Uh, definitely not back-to-back. I'm sure there have been... Maybe there's like like a two timers club. I I feel like there has been. I I don't even, I don't know. But so for years with Madden, it used to just be John Madden on the cover. And then 
Um, at some point that switched. I don't remember who like the first athlete was who got the cover, but um, but then there's like the infamous like Madden curse, if you yes. know what that is, which is like you you get the cover and then your season after that is terrible. Yeah, um, whether it be like injury, uh, like a season ending injury or the player just sucks all of a sudden. Yeah, yeah. And like, I think Patrick Mahomes is probably the first one who has completely had like he he's he's had a great season after being I think he was the guy last year on the cover so gotcha um I think that that's how out of touch I am with like game I truly don't even know who's on the cover of my favorite game but <laughs> um I think it was Patrick Mahomes and he had a great I mean he's in the Super Bowl so yeah um yeah it's it's but that is a thing so like yes years I would just hope that no Packer would get on the cover and I don't believe Aaron Rodgers ever has. Yeah, I don't think he has. I think the only Packer would have been like Favre back like in O. I mean, Favre? right before the Jets time. Yeah. So no. So that's actually good that you brought that up. I'm so the Favre one happened this season. He went to the Jets, but it was the season before. So they they oh. made two editions. I think of that cover. They made a Packers one and then a Jets one. That's right. Oh my gosh. What was that? I just remember that. That's crazy. Yeah. What year did that happen? And that was like 2000. Uh, I want to say it was like, maybe it was 08 because I think he was on the Vikings in 09 and they faced the Saints in the title game that year. The NFC title, that is. Because 2008, but no, but I'm pretty sure 2008 was uh Vince Young Vince Young let me look up let me look up uh uh Brett Favre I think it was a guy in a Titans jersey in 2008 I feel like I can picture it I mean that must that's got to be nine I think Brett Favre because then 2010 had two athletes it was Larry Fitzgerald and then Troy Palomalu in 2010 oh yeah that's right and 11 was Drew Brees oh then it's it's so it looks like it must have been 07 07 okay that's I, I I believe that Maybe that's what uh, it was. Who was 2008? 2008. Um, let me let me look up Madden cover. I'll just that's probably a better thing to Google is a uh, Madden Madden cover athletes. Well, this is it's like a big deal every year. Oh yeah, uh, that Dude. that this happens. It's always fun. It's kind of like they just announced. Um, let's see, since 2000, they just announced the uh the one for the MLB the show. It was there's a lot of like you know talk about that. But let's look. Uh. So we're going back to, oh, dude. So Madden 10, here's what it is. I was wrong. Madden 10, you're right. Palomalu and Larry Fitz. 09 was Favre. 09 was Favre. Okay. Yeah. And that's the one that had two additions. Yep. And then so 2008 then was Vince Young. Vince Young. Uh, yep. Can you, this is a fun game. Do you want to try to go back and guess these? Because I've got it up here. Oh, two, okay. So I know 2011, I think was Drew Brees. Let's see. Yep, nailed it. Okay, 2012. I don't know. 2000, okay. okay, 2012. I bet was was it Peyton Hillis? It was Peyton Hillis. I yeah, actually, I bought this one too. <laughs> yeah, no, it was it was one of those examples of like, uh, just a guy had a crazy good season and everybody sort of knew like, I don't know if he's gonna do this again. But yeah, that's got to be like the worst one all time. Yeah. Um. 
I'm trying to go backwards now. Two thousand so two thousand nine was Favre, eight was Vince Young. Two thousand seven would yeah. have been on Alexander. Yes, very good. Okay, two thousand six. Um, I wouldn't have gotten this one. Two thousand six. Oh God, give me give me a hint if you can. Uh, would you like position? Sure. I'll give you. How about I give you this uh, NFC East, and then I can give you position too. NFC East. Yes. 2000 I'm I'm 2006 right now yep. right so Donovan McNabb nailed it woo Nikhil this is fun okay now uh, we're getting into like the next one is the Madden I played the most 2005 yeah um yeah this is where like it, it's getting tough but I feel like I should know 2005 was was that Ray Lewis Ray Lewis baby that feels right. Early 2000s Ravens. Deer okay. Antler Spray. 2004 was Michael Vick. Of course, classic, which we've done on the podcast with uh, Carl Tart like two years ago. Really? Mm-hmm. He was like, All right. That's, I mean, that's a, that was a great game. Um, 2003. Oh, we're really getting back here. But um, this next guy is one of my favorite players of all time. If I tell you the team, you'll probably get it. Right. Okay. One of your favorite players of all time. Yeah, so don't tell me the team. Um, 2003. Do you want position? Sure. Running back. Okay. 2003. 2003. Um, I'll say this. It wasn't Edron James, was it? No, but that's a really good guess okay um i'll say how i'll give you another clue they they i don't know if they played for the same team at the same time but they share one team what do you mean they share one team like edron james played on a team that this player also played on for a time oh is it the colts yes they shared the colts okay um because that's honestly that's the only team i know edron james played for i'm trying to remember what other teams he played for. i think edger and james also played for the cardinals briefly mm, okay I um, could, yeah. um well, so it's a colts running back uh well not oh, no, known no, for no. his time on the colts i'll say okay um i don't know i think i'm i'm stuck here it's okay uh i think you might beat yourself up a little bit marshall falk Oh, did he play for the Colts? He played for the Colts. Uh, I think b- briefly before he was a Ram. He played for the Colts before the Rams. I think so, because I was oh. a huge St. Louis Rams fan. That was my my yeah, team. Yeah. Um. um anyway, yeah, I mean, Falk, it totally makes sense. He's a cover athlete. It's the only thing is that's interesting is that this is like a. I mean, he was still great at this point, but this isn't like 99, 2000, 2001, Marshall Falk. Yeah. Like, greatest running back in the league, Marshall Falk. Uh, and then I think 99 was still mad at him. <laughs> so I feel like they they were like, all right, we got to we gotta get some guys who does, probably deserved a cover. Yeah. When we were just doing Madden. I think so. Um, the last two on this list, I'll just tell you, 2002, Dante Culpepper. Uh, yeah. And then 2001, uh, Eddie George. Hey George, wow. Okay, yep. so, um, surprising number of Titans. The fact that there were two Titans, yeah, them being as average as they've been for the last like twenty five years is 
kind of wild. Absolutely. Uh, but hey, there's your Madden covers, baby. Um, right, I think, and that was that was way more fun. I'm sure that's not actually that's terrible podcast material, but it's just fun for two friends <laughs> who like sports. Um, yes, it's so, the perfect thing to like sit around a bar and no phones. Hundred percent. Who was the athlete in 2014? And you're everybody's just like, dude, I'm pretty sure I can picture it. Yeah, it's very. I could do that all day. Um, yeah. with oh, stuff yeah. like that, but. What I want to know from you is how did you get into playing this series in general? A slash when was that, if you remember? Um, the when of it, like I guess it goes back as far as cover athletes I can name. Like 2004 was probably it because if 2000, like 2003 Marshall Falk, I don't really remember. Yeah, 2004 with Michael Vick was like a big. Uh, that was just I probably also a time in my life where I was what was that like sixth grade fifth grade something like that I think sixth grade so um I was like right in that zone of starting to play video games and that's probably very different for kids now because video games have been a big thing in their life totally um but yeah I would say probably started with that and then I got like obsessed with sports video games um I, I I would guess like early high school, like cool, probably freshman year, something like that. Um, but yeah, I don't even remember what the first one was, but it was just like, like I said, a bunch of my friends would play video games. And a lot of the time it was video games that I didn't totally get into, but yeah. that was one that we shared. And so I could play that with, with them all day. And I would totally college we would have like long running teams. Um, and like one of my roommates and I would just, we, we shared like a room in a house where there were like seven guys and we would just be upstairs in our room playing Madden for hours. That's awesome. (laughs) Oh man. Um, and then, yeah, it's something that you've, you know, played throughout the years. That's really cool. Um, do you, I have a question, you know, about you you know not being a big video game player but then getting really into this one do you remember there at all being like a learning curve of getting used to the controller getting used to what everything does or was or yeah i just like to hear from you about that experience i guess i mean yeah like i suppose a little bit but madden is so sports video games in general are like relatively easy i think like nhl can be a little bit tough i know mlb is people love MLB games. So I think there's probably a little bit more you can do there. Um, it's, it's like, it's just all like the touch, I guess, of it where yeah. you get, you get used to like, if you don't know when you're playing Madden, if you hold a down hard and you're trying to throw it to like the receiver, that's a, if you press it down hard, it's going to be like a bullet pass. But if you like tap it, it's a, he kind of puts a little air under the ball. So it goes yeah. up and more and so like you get used to to those kind of things where you know exactly how hard to press the button to get him to throw the way you want yeah um so it'd be things like that uh that was maybe a bit of a learning curve but it's such an easy game to just pick up and know how to kind of figure out the basics of really fast yeah and the problem with it when you get obsessed with it like me is you want it to do more and it just doesn't. It, <laughs> it is. 
Yes. What do you like think of when it when you when you uh, bring that idea up? Is there like an example you have? Oh yeah. I mean, like, I I hate that you can't design plays. Like, you can't create a playbook for yourself. Like, for for me, I grew up playing football, and I know not a lot, but like, I know enough about football to understand like how to design plays and how to like design defenses a little bit. Yeah. On a very basic level, you know. So. Um, I wish you could do more of that. There was a version of Madden. I don't remember which one, but it was for the Wii that let you literally draw the play with the the, the controller. Oh, sick. And I was like, why? Yeah. Like, why would you not let me do that in other Madden games? Like, you just have to pick a playbook based on a coach, which oh, so boring. Like, it's fun at first and it's like helpful to to get started, but once you've kind of played all the playbooks, you're like, I, I need something else here. Like I need yeah. to go deeper. Is this, is that something that was like a problem in the early, or was like a thing in the earlier games and then remained, or did they end up giving you that ability? Like in the ones that you played later? I don't think we've ever gotten that ability. I, I guess I don't know with like the newest versions sure. of that, whether you can or not, but um Madden 25 you cannot design your own playbook really so wow kind of sucks yeah that and then I did this other thing during COVID where my friend sent me a it's it was like basically an an Excel file but it was an NFL GM game like oh yeah game in quotes because it wasn't really a game it was just like a bunch of names and salaries and then like the salary cap and you and all you had to do was like to you had to just trade players and then like uh try and win the like win a Super Bowl. But it was wow. all from the perspective of a GM, which again, there is nothing visually interesting about it, nothing playable about it. I understand why they don't do it, but for somebody like me, I could spend hours looking at like, you know, a bunch of guys that uh you could either trade for or whatever, and and like put together a roster that goes through and tries to win the Super Bowl. Like, yeah, I totally do that. There are um, people who love yeah. stuff like that. There's a whole like franchise of baseball games. I think it, I want to say it's called out of the park baseball where that's exactly what it is. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, I bet with baseball it'd be. Yeah. Cause that's like all the, the sabermetric stuff of, of like, I guess dialing down a player to like very, measurable things that you need for yeah. your um i'm i love that stuff but again i understand why they don't do it because to totally it's an insane truly an insane man's like endeavor yeah uh, yeah like but hey when you're a big enough sports fan like or a fan a big enough fan of anything like i can really relate to like trying to squeeze every ounce of fun out of it whether it's doing something that is so heavy heavily simulated like that or drawing up a playbook like you were sharing about yeah like we would do so in college um my roommate that that uh i used to play this game with a lot um so in madden you can create seasons obviously and then uh you you like play out the season usually with like a stock team but then after that season's over like they'll have guys retire, they'll get traded, whatever. And 
and you kind of become a like a mini GM. It's yeah. not as intense as I would like, but it's it's sort of like that. But my roommate and I would get so in the weeds with like, so they would do a draft and you would, you know, you draft oh. um, but you can look up the entire roster of of like people that you can draft. Mm. And um, we would on a whiteboard or like in a notebook would write down names of these fake computer players <laughs> and like certain Johnson. They had. Yeah. Yeah, dude. And, and like, and we would sit down and have like a conversation about like, I really think that if this guy's available at three, like we have to take him. <laughs> and, uh, and it was insane behavior. I mean, truly it's, it's about as like distance from reality as you can get like, having a real life argument about a fake player who yeah might be a buzz but it was just the it was just like having another person that was as weirdly intense about Madden as I was yes um, just like getting really into this one thing um was so much fun that's amazing and i mean there's like no nothing really insane about it i think it's it's like what we were talking about earlier like you enjoy this so much that like you're finding a way to, I don't know, emulate what that would be like to be to run a team. And like there, at least for me, there are certain um, levels of that in sports games I've played that I've liked. Um, do you know the MVP baseball franchise at all? I've heard of it. It's it, a very short ran franchise actually done by EA as a baseball game they made for they made three years of pro of pro sports games. 030405 they made a college one in 06 and never have made one since but in the 05 game you could do like there were so many modes there was like dynasty mode season mode uh there might have been a specific gm mode where you yeah. even set like what the concession prices were sold there what kind yes. of concessions you could build a park and be like you're not selling enough tickets what's your promo so i like i've dabbled in stuff like that but yeah, yeah. it usually loses my attention because I get too in the weeds and I I just don't put the time into it that you would need, I think. Totally fair. Yeah, there so there is a uh you can kind of do that in Madden. I do think you can so when you start career mode, I think you can do coach or or player or GM, I yeah. think are the options. Um I think you can also maybe do coach mode where you you just kind of like fast forward through the games essentially but Interesting. um no the concession <laughs> stuff i totally could do because it's sort of like uh roller coaster tycoon yes absolutely as, as yeah. soon as you uh, right before you even said it it like came to me yeah yeah no i saw it on your face i was yeah. like i think i think you're about to and say it's easy thing. to see when roller coaster tycoon is on someone's mind just by the face yeah <laughs> yeah i know when somebody's thinking about it. yeah um uh yeah, it, like that game was so much fun for that reason and totally a game that I, I could have gotten more into. I didn't get that into it, but that's totally I I think I, I had a friend who had it, but I never owned it. Gotcha. And so I just didn't have enough time to to play it. But um, yeah, the, any anything that lets me build and then just keep building in that world, I really, really enjoy. Which is why, like, improv-wise, I love things like mono scenes where I'm like, all right, we're just here for 30 minutes or whatever, yeah. and we can't leave. So just, just build little things, and we'll, like, I know this will work. I'm not worried about that, but we just don't have to 
to like rush into anything too fast. Absolutely. But you almost have to be a little more precious and patient with the world building you're doing. Because like you said, you can't just like throw it away and tag to a new thing. Um, yes, you have to build on it. and But yeah. I do really like that because I think you can kind of build on anything. But um, the, but like when, when it becomes fun for me is is kind of like that back half of if it's improv, like the last, you know, 15 minutes is so much fun because we've done 15 minutes worth of just like building things. Yeah. And same with these games is like once you cross this threshold of being in it for a while, you just it, it just keeps building on itself. Yeah. Like I have seasons that are like this player is 20 seasons into his career. <laughs> um I'm deep into Madden 25. Oh gosh, I love that. So is the well, and is the version you're talking about Madden 25 that you were doing a lot of this in? Yeah, I would cool. say like the vast majority of it was Madden 25. Yeah. Okay. Um, and, I did it in all of them, but I have de literally decades worth of of Madden 25 careers. That's I I I have questions for you about this now because this is this is so much fun for me. Um uh, where I want to start is that um, when you were doing this with your friend, were you sort of co-managing this together? Would one of you do it when you had time and the other one would come back to it? How did that dynamic work with somebody else? Oh, so you you can play multiplayer career mode. Um, oh, that's incredible. Yeah. So you can do on. So I was in charge of the offense. He was in charge of the defense. And on offense, he would play he would kind of switch around characters. Like sometimes he'd play like the skill positions, like wide receiver running back, but he's all, he also played like lineman for a while. He played center. <laughs> That's how, you know, you love a football game is when you're playing <laughs> center. Dude. I know it was, um, I felt bad for, I, I think he, he did actually enjoy it. So yeah. it wasn't like, like that, but then on defense, obviously I, I always played like a defensive end or something, but he would, he would pick all the defensive plays. I'd pick all the offensive plays. Yeah. And um, that's sort of how the partnership on that worked. And then the, the GM side of it was just a lively debate. Of that's awesome. One of these <laughs> fake players. Are we, are we going to draft? You know, I know you, you had an upstairs bedroom, but I would venture to say that's actually, that was a front office that you had going on there. <laughs> it really was. It was, um, I mean, it was the attic of a house that <laughs> was, was our, I mean, every big decision was made in that room. It's I'm like, I'm project, I'm project, not projecting, but I definitely like putting something on this now where I'm imagining it's very money ball of like, we're competing yeah. with the Yankees. We don't have that money <laughs> in this environment. Um, that's. Um, that's exactly what it was. It was like, look, we don't have money to sign this guy, but I think what we can do is like sign this guy and and yeah. draft and develop him. We'd, we'd start talking about things like, um, like we'd be talking about things like two years into the future being like, listen, this guy, he's a project, right? But, but two years from now, he's going to be a great value at the position. And I think that's when we're making our Super Bowl run. And we would- we talk like a real GM, like yes. Um, um, can I ask you a question about that? Yeah. Um, it when you would do this sort of thing, 
how would that work or how would you base your thought process? Would you look at like, okay, this player that has an attribute of like their arms, okay, or their arms really good. And maybe their intelligence or whatever their, their quarterback vision can improve. Or were you more having fun and just like, not joking, but almost like role-playing and that I believe in this guy kind of for no reason. I'm, I'm curious. It was a little combination of both. I'm glad you brought that up because it, yeah. it is. Um, so the way that you develop a guy in Madden is th- the more you play the game, you get like experience points essentially. And yeah. those, those points build up um, sometimes for a specific, so they'll build up for like a specific player. And then you can go to that player look at how many points they have and then like add attributes. And so some of the, some of the, uh, like the the people that we would draft, one of the, um, I guess like decision-making factors was what their like growth. uh, I, I don't remember what they call it exactly, but it's like, some guys develop faster. So it's like a development grade or something. Oh, interesting. So, you know, we'd be like, look, this guy is a, he's he's really good right now but he has a slow development grade and we don't even need him to be that good right now because we're not looking for a guy to be good for like another two years so let's draft this guy who's going to be way cheaper who develops really fast and in two years he's going to be as good as this other guy if not maybe better <laughs> that's so awesome like dumb things like that where that would be the deciding factor sometimes it's just like if you know anything about football, it's like or, or GMing of football. It's like first round draft picks get paid a certain amount of money. Second round gets paid a certain amount. And so you start looking for value in like the third, fourth, fifth round where mm-hmm. you get a lot of good players for better contracts. And then that'll help you like maybe if you want to sign, like we would we would pick like a big name that we'd want to sign, which is a name that like people would recognize. Yeah. Right? It'd be like a like a, a, a Patrick Mahomes or like some, some name that, you know, everybody knows. Yeah. Um, but we would, we would pick like all of our other players based on, okay, let's, let's try and make a move for him for whoever this other guy is. And then based on the money that we have, I think like this fourth round guy is that's the guy to get. Yeah. He's got a good element grade. He's got a good, like a good basis for what, whatever we want. He fits in our scheme. Like that, that's the guy that we want. So it'd be stuff like that. But again, Gosh. this sounds insane because these are all fake players with fake names. Uh, that- sure, but like it's also like what people do, even to a lesser degree of detail in certain ways with like the Sims and stuff. So like, oh, yeah, yeah, I, the appeal is there, and like I am the exact audience to hear about this stuff with sports specifically. So like. I'm I'm also realizing as we're doing this, I'm like, I have a thousand questions that I want to ask, but I only have a few just for the sake of time that I do want to dive into. Cause I sure. think you and I could probably talk about this forever. Yeah. I mean, this is so I'll fun. Call you after this is over. Yeah, we'll do that on your way to tennis. Um <laughs> yeah, yeah. But um, so what I want to hear a couple things is that first I want to do um a little uh, talking about the your room, the attic that you uh, you know you guys lived in. Can you scene paint for me what that place was like and like where the TV setup was? Oh yeah, so it was called Oblivion Beach. That was the name that we gave the attic. <laughs> That's uh, awesome. <laughs> not based on anything really. Well, no, you know what it was based on is my my roommate Chris uh, loved the movie Oblivion. That Tom okay. Cruise 
Yes. Um, I think that's what it was. Is that the super futuristic one where he's like alone? I think so. I'm pretty sure that's why we called it Oblivion. And then Beach, we both independently bought these really boring stock beach pictures, like posters to put on our wall. And uh, mine was was like a, a computer background. Yeah picture of a beach and then his was uh you know a different beach but his was like sunset and mine was the middle of the day um and i'm pretty sure we bought those independently and we just hung them up on our wall are we best friends (laughs) yeah no and that's why we called it oblivion beach um but every single room in that house had a name and i i'm i don't remember what all of them were but oh that's so great what did the house have a name the house didn't actually have a name. Oh, interesting. Yeah, the house was just um it was just the we lived on Milton Street, so it was just the Milton Street house, but um yeah, I'm trying to remember what, like so there was two two rooms upstairs, Oblivion Beach and then uh the other room was like oh, I think it was uh the Dream Garden sponsored by Little Caesars. That was <laughs> that was the other uh room upstairs. That's so good. And, um, yeah, I can't remember the other names, but there were three other rooms in the house. Um, so scene painting it though, uh, pretty pretty uh, sh- like the the ceiling was low, and mm. then it, it was one of those where it it was kind of at an angle on the sides, and yeah. then the, the top was flat. If that makes sense, yeah, I think so. Um, two desks because this was college. Um, Two two like twin XL beds. Sick. Um, mine was like a day bed, and then his was a very small little bed, like tucked in the corner. <laughs> um, let's what else? Carpeted. Uh, the TV was right next to the door. Um, that it's like right to the right of the door was the the TV. Um, let's do this. When you walk into the room. Right. Yes. Walk into the room. Right to your left is the TV. Gotcha. The TV is small. This is a 19, maybe 20 inch TV. Very small, but I mean, a lot of memories. Did the job. Day. A workhorse. Did the job. Absolutely. This, I mean, maybe, maybe it was more than it was like it was small though, like 24 at most. Um then to the left kind of of the TV was my desk mm-hmm. and right to the, and then, and then you're kind of hitting a wall. Um, and then to the right of my desk was my bed. And then on the other side of it was like a little, I mean, to call it a closet is it was not <laughs> even a closet. It was just like <laughs> mini little cave Yeah, that they hung up clothes in. Um, and then, and then my roommate's desk was right next to that. And then there was his bed along the, the back wall. But gotcha. whole okay. thing was small and uh but it was and so cold. Like there was no insulation. Oh, in Wisconsin was too? No thanks. No, it was terrible. Like uh and we, we we bought the week we moved into it, we went to the store and we we bought like eighty dollars worth of paint because we were gonna paint the room. Uh-huh. We never painted it. Just just, uh, also in the corner of the room was just a plastic bag filled with $80 worth of paint. Incredible. 
So that's the scene painting. Uh, they literally got some literal paint in there. Uh, yeah, that's great. I into, uh, beach posters. Of of course, gorgeous. I I just wanted to visualize it a little bit. That's always yeah. fun for me. Um, and then you know we we've gotten to dive into so much of this. Um, do you have any like specific um teams or like seasons that really stick out to you? Like a most memorable that you've got to share today with that you two would do together. Um, that we did together, like could be separate too. It's e- either way. Well, so um. I mean, the separate ones, like I have, I have these two characters. So I have, um, individually, I have this character, uh, Clive Windsor, who is a quarterback who plays for the Miami Dolphins. And he's uh, won at this point, he's won like 10 Super Bowls. He's dude, very, the goat Clive Windsor. Yeah, he's, he's incredible. Um, but it's gotten to the point where I can pick up the game at any time, start playing with him on like the hardest level and just like, I, I know I'm going to win. Yes. Wow. So it, it starts getting boring after a while, but if I need to pick me up, I'll play. Nice. Yeah. Um, but so with, with Chris, the it's, you know, it's not even the seasons that we, we won. Cause I, I don't think we ever won a Super Bowl. Yeah. Um, we maybe did once, but it's not even memorable. Um, if we did the seasons that are memorable are like, the the games where we shouldn't oh so the other thing is so we played as the bills right we played as the okay Buffalo bills. that was our that was um that was the the team that we we developed and there was this ongoing narrative in the game that's built into the game that the bills are going to move to toronto oh. so, and so we kept being like we are playing for the city if we lose this game <laughs> we're moving and so a lot of those games, we were just like, we have to win or this team moves. Yes. So we we kept doing that and we we never moved. I don't know whether that's like a program in the game where the Bills will never move to Toronto. Yeah. But they, they threatened it and we felt the threat. We were like playing for our, playing for the city of Buffalo every time. That is amazing you had your own i don't know if you've seen the movie major league but that's like uh sort of the premise of that movie is like the cleveland team might move to miami or something like that Um, yeah yeah that's hilarious and i love that that's so that sort of stuff can really uh make an experience so rich and fun so i'm it's so fun to hear about that yeah it's like stuff like that and then and then, like I said, we would play years of this thing. And so in the game, um, but we would have guys that like we developed and yeah. we, we knew they weren't good coming out of college or whatever, but we developed them and then they got really good. And then they got, um, they got like into the pro bowl or they got like whatever. And it was, that was always very, very fun to be that's like, cool. that's my guy. I, yeah. I like developed him and made him good. So th- those are like the memorable parts of it. As far as like the games go, I I don't even we had one insane game that we somehow won. It was like cuz we always played on the hardest level. Thanks. Uh, that's, that's tough. Well, it's tough because that game it it literally like will screw you out of things <laughs> because you're on the hard like like you could pick everything right and do everything right, but a, you know your receiver will just drop a ball. Yeah, um, 
or the guy will jump a route when it's like, how did you, you were not even looking over there or whatever. Yeah. It, and it's, it, yeah, exactly. Like insane one-handed interceptions that you go like, <laughs> he barely got a finger on that ball and somehow he like caught it. Yeah. It's that kind of thing. Um, but we had one game where we were the, the beneficiaries of that, where we, we like had an onside kick and then uh, we had an onside kick or no, we, I think we like returned it uh, a kickoff for a touchdown mm-hmm. and then onside kicked it, got it. And then threw a touchdown. The net. It was something like crazy like that. Yeah. Um, that we ended up winning and it was, you know, there was 45 seconds left on the clock. We're down by 14, the game's over. And then we somehow came out. <laughs> um, amazing. Yeah. Generally it didn't have like the most memorable things about that game were just the, the little development things yes. we were just not moving out of Buffalo. Very much the journey. It's a journey. It's about the journey, not the destination sort of oh, thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, Nikhil, I feel like I've gotten to hear so much uh, great detail from you about your experience. Is there anything you didn't get to share about your time with the series or this specifically Madden 25 in general? Um, no, I mean, it's just, a, I think that this was really fun because I hadn't thought about a lot of this stuff in a long time. So um, this was really great. Like, we, I, I'm trying to think we would have nights sometimes when we were playing where we would just like go out to eat knowing that like we're going to go home and then play Madden. Yes. Uh, and college is a perfect time where there's just the number of responsibilities you have are just slim. So yes. <laughs> Friday night in college is like a true Friday night where I feel like now Friday nights are, I still have like tomorrow's Friday night. Like I have things to do that yes you know and like saturday morning i have like things that i have to do so um i re- i do really miss that mm. um and this this brought back a lot of those kind of memories which is very very cool i'm glad uh i'm that's that's a lot of the fun of this show is is those things coming back and then the wave of nostalgia is really is really fun yeah. well we went this like terrible it was this uh a Chinese restaurant called Chins that everyone hated and we hated it too, but it was like a part of the ritual. Yes. We'd go there. Um, and uh, yeah, I hadn't thought about Chins in <laughs> years. It's been years since I've thought about that place. I think it's gone now, but yeah. Wow. Yeah. Um, well, hey, before we move on to the post-show stuff that I have prepared for you, um, would you just put a bow on whatever place this game held for you? I mean, for a guy that doesn't like video games, it it definitely has a big place in my life. Like the Madden series in general, but I would say really Madden twenty five because yeah, like I said, all of this, all of the uh, the the Bill stuff was um, Madden twenty five, and Clyde Windsor is a, a Madden twenty five athlete. So oh, the king, uh, he's the king of Madden twenty five. Yeah, so um, yeah, I mean, it, it it's just it was a game that I has has now spanned like a not quite a decade but mm-hmm. but close to it uh and i this still fall. <laughs> yeah yeah exactly and like the second i get my xbox working i think it's going to cross that decade mark yes. so uh it's a game that's had a lot of longevity for me and um it was really fun to to talk about the memories like kind of outside of the game too because that 
that that was all part of it. It wasn't, yeah. it wasn't just the game. I'm glad. Well, hey, thank you for coming on to talk about this, you know, this game and the series in general. This is so much fun. You let me it allowed me the space to, you know, nerd out about some sports stuff. Um yeah. uh it, this has been a blast. We could talk about it forever, but before we go, I have a couple of fun post-show segments for you. The first of which is the fact me by your game segment where I'm just going to share one fun fact that I have uh for you prepared about this specific game. And then I have a, I actually have a question for you. So it's, it's, it'll be its own thing. But uh, the first fact I have, and this just comes from Wikipedia is a pre-order bonus allegiance is what I've titled it. Now uh, Madden NFL 25 included multiple pre-order bonuses. Uh, And depending on where you ordered it from, it came with uh, certain like legacy players and coaches in the game. So if you pre-order, it's kind of nuts. If, um, you pre-ordered through GameStop, the user would have received head coach Bill Walsh and quarterback Joe Montana uh, from the Niners uh, for the Madden Ultimate team, uh, and also Eddie DiBartolo Jr. Um, I think that's another Niners uh, legacy person. Um, if you pre-ordered from Walmart, you got John Madden, Tom Flores, and Fred Bolitnikoff for Madden Ultimate team and connected franchise if you did Amazon, you got Roy Woodson and Franco Harris uh, and Art Rooney Sr., I guess. Uh, and if you did Best Buy, you got head coach Jimmy Johnson, Trey Aikman. And uh, so th- there's the Cowboys if you order it from Best Buy. Yeah. Um, if you order from Target, you got Mike Ditka and William the Refrigerator Perry, of course, the, of Bears fame for Madden yeah. Ultimate Team. And then if you order through uh through some platform called origin which i don't even know what it is you got kurt warner and warren mood so there's that so you couldn't play as those other characters if you didn't get it that sounds like a logistical nightmare to to like make sure that it gets sent out to the right place and i i wonder if my guess is that you could probably still get those players in every game but it was like a digital pre-order bonus where they send you a code that makes it free as opposed to like paying for like a DLC or oh, something like that. That's my guess. I mean, that is now I really want to check out my game and see what its origin was. Like yeah. where, where was this game like originally shipped to? Yeah, that's a good question. Uh if you hey, if you find out, you'll have to tell me. Um that's it for the um sorry, go ahead. I just said I'll come on again just for that one part gorgeous that's all we'll do a whole a five uh a three minute episode um so that was it for the break we have to take a break oh 100 um one question for you this has nothing to do with the facts did you ever watch the tv show madden nation no because i dislike madden players (laughs) (laughs) well you would hate them if you watch the show oh i feel like oh god they're they're the worst they're the worst yeah it's uh it was it was fun as someone who loved the NFL and loved the game, but the yeah, they're insufferable people on this show. Um yeah. anyway, yeah. um the last thing I have prepared for you this segment is the uh the game recommendations. And this is my one force tie into the movie Call Me By Your Name, where I am going to present you uh, to well to treat Madden 25 as your uh, you know, your very impactful uh fling, your romantic interest in Italy for the summer. But you're, of course, not. it's not going to work out. You're going to have to find a new uh, someone to connect with. So 
These three recommendations, Nikhil, are all based, uh, they have something to do with Madden 25 or in common. How about that? Great. So the first one I have for you is if you want another legacy football game, because this, of course, was Madden 25 with Barry Sanders on the cover, from a legacy football franchise, I'll recommend FIFA, Road to the World Cup. It's just a 2006 World Cup game. Uh, so not football at all, the other kind of football. FIFA is very fun. I, I feel like I could do a, a FIFA thing, too. I, I just oh, like wow. sports games. I think hey. that's what it is. Hey, they FIFA work for you. Um, if you would like to have a more cartoony yet very fun football game for all ages, I'll recommend Backyard Football for the Nintendo GameCube. Okay, Backyard Football is very fun. Uh, backyard Football and Backyard Baseball dude, was such a blast. Backyard Baseball 2001. Uh, I've done, we, we do a whole Call Me By Your Ball Game series where two different summers on the show, we've covered a, a great baseball game once a month, um, yeah. differing from the normal uh, platform. And yeah, I love that series. And I actually have football on the GameCube that I, I played a bunch this year. It's amazing. I wanted to stream it, but I never did. Um, and um, lastly, you know, Barry Sanders is on the cover of this football, of this game. And if a legendary lion is really all you need in your game, Nikhil, if that's what does it for you, I'll go ahead and recommend The Lion King for, for the Nintendo Entertain the Super Nintendo and the Sega Genesis. I would be so curious to know what the Lion King game is. Have you played it? I've never played it, but it is notorious for being incredibly difficult and punishing. <laughs> and what's the what's the goal? What's the it's mission? It's like a platformer. So you're like Simba, like jumping around different areas and getting to the end of like levels. There's oh. narratives loose, I think. It's not like a story, really. It's a. I'm, I'm sure they tie it in somehow, but it's it's not like, oh, this is specifically from this part of the movie, like, right, right, like right. spot for spot. But uh, so to wrap up your uh, your game recommendations, we have FIFA Road to the World Cup, Backyard Football for the GameCube and The Lion King. For Genesis and Super Nintendo, Nikhil, that will bring us to the end of the game recommendations, and that'll actually bring us to the end of the show. So before we go um, and plug whatever we want, feel free to plug anything you've got. Um, thanks so much for doing this, dude. This was an absolute blast, and like we were talking about before, you never know what to expect uh, from people who aren't as into gaming, and this was a blast, dude. This is so much fun. Thanks for having me. Like it, It totally was that thing of it was so much more than the game uh because yeah like i said that with madden there's not a whole lot you can talk about with the game <laughs> sort of <laughs> just a football game and ea notoriously doesn't do a yeah people don't love ea um and for very good reasons but madden is a very special game to me and uh this was this was a blast Awesome. Well, thank you again. Is there anything you want to plug on the way out? Uh, do you want to lead people to wherever you are on the internet or no? Um, sure. I mean, okay. So Instagram, you can, if you want to follow me on Instagram, do it. There's limited content, which might be <laughs> good for you because, you know, if you see something from me, I really care about it. Um, there we go. Follow me at official Nikhil fan page two. <laughs> And then uh, on Twitter, which I follow me on Twitter because I'll I, I'll tweet uh, way more frequently than I than I post Instagram things. Uh, it's at Nikhil sentences. Gorgeous. Um, well, I'll put links to 
both of those socials in the show notes. Um, yeah, I'm, I'll go ahead and close this out again uh, with some uh, plugs of my own in that case. Uh, the show art for Call Me By Your Game is done by Glenn J. You can find him and his other great work on Instagram at Glenn with two N's dot J A Y. The show is produced by Jeremy Schmidt. Uh, you could, you should check out his show. Video games, a comedy show. It's more of a panel group style video game podcast. Uh, it's topical. It's about weekly stuff that's going on. Sometimes we have special episodes, but that's great too. I'm on social media at Connor underscore McCabe. Uh, I've been streaming on Twitch lately. So you can find me there at twitch.tv slash cons is cool. 69. That's C-O-N-Z, where I've been streaming Super Mario 64 DS and Half-Life. And then, again, check us out on Patreon. If you like me and you like the conversations I have with people on game about video games, you're going to love what you find there. Uh, Again, we're at Super NPC Radio. There's a link in the show notes. And the big thing we're doing right now is our Super Mario 64 Games Club. Uh, So we're going through that game chapter by chapter over 12 weeks. If you're listening to this now, Episode 4 is going to drop in two days. And that's all at our $10 DJ Toad tier, like the majority of our big content. So if you like this, uh, check us out there. Uh, there's a lot of great stuff waiting for you at Super NPC Radio. But that'll do it for this episode of Call Me By Your Game. We will see you on the next one. Bye.